and welcome to the We Will Nomad podcast. I'm Lisa. And I'm Andre. And together, we will nomad. Welcome to episode 38. Today we're going to be discussing the top 10 things to do in Penang. We have already had a podcast, episode 36, which is all about us going to Penang. And there you can hear everything about Penang. But today we're going to focus on our, what we deem to be the top 10 things to do in Penang. Welcome, I'm Andre. And I'm Lisa. And we are talking about Penang, Malaysia. In case you don't know, we travel full time and we encourage you to visit our website www.wewillnomad.com Like you said, Lisa, we were in Penang in 2014, I think, the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a pretty short visit, short visit the usual, let's uh, see it all in a few days and move on. It was part of like a month-long travel through south of Thailand and Malaysia. This time, though, we did a little bit differently. Well, we liked Penang last time, and we, we didn't did like feel Penang. like we'd spent we enough time Penang. there, so we went back for more. Yes, we. if you listen to our previous podcast, so if, if you haven't, please go check it out. It's about all about Penang and our experience there, and there we talk about how long we stayed there and what we did there and why we did it. So we're not going to delve too deep into this. It's more this episode specifically focused on the top 10 must things in, I, I suppose as we say Penang, but it's on sort the of the Georgetown... Well, area, no, hey? and we're going north as well. Yeah, so, so sure. Focus maybe around Georgetown area, Georgetown but the whole area. island of Penang. Okay. And then we've also got an article on our website, wewillnomad.com, where we tell you the top free things and cheap things to do in Penang. And we are touching on many of those today. Yeah. Right, perfect. All right, so let's fall straight where into we start? it. <laughs> well, let's well, start in Georgetown. The obvious one. <laughs> the obvious one. Georgetown. So we stayed just outside of Georgetown or still within Georgetown. I think it's technically part of Georgetown. The it is. Gurney Drive area. Yep. Is the, the Gurney Drive sort of runs the length of the, I think, the one side Coastline. of the coast. Within literally a walking distance from the historical part of Georgetown. Yeah, I suppose I that's how one can differentiate. Yes. Within Georgetown, but not quite within the historic historical city part. center. Okay. Um, and obviously the one thing that you have to do, and this will be on most tourist lists, even if you're only spending two days in Penang, you will go to Georgetown and what we suggest is to do a walking tour, a self-guided walking tour. It gives you the most flexibility and time and primarily to see the incredible street art which Georgetown is so famous for. But there's a lot more to Georgetown than just the street art. I think it's important that you don't get stuck on hunting for street art although that's fun well you can as long as you go back again in five years time and do it again, do it again. <laughs> so we've got some photos where we've taken photos at the same street art five years apart and that's quite interesting yeah it was five years ago <laughs> so we tried to recreate the way we posed with the photos over those original photos which is quite cool well if but, you don't like the street art or taking photos with the street art the other option is also just to stand there and laugh at all the people taking photos of the street that's art because right. that in itself can be rather entertaining I think if you really want to see the street art, I found that really early in the mornings, mm. there seemed to be a bit of a gap. And also, unless there's some other festival or event on late, late afternoon, almost, sunset almost at sunset, mm. you can also do slightly better. But 
as with anything else, there are peak tourist seasons, so you will find that certain times of the year there's a lot more people around. There's plenty of things to see as, apart from actual street art. You can get a free map from the information offices there, very easily available, mm -hmm. the free maps, which show you the street art, but also the rest of the walking tour and all the relevant buildings That's and right. sites. That's right. And most of the sites are free to access. Even just seeing all old buildings from the outside, the various architecture and the detail of the architecture mm -hmm. um, and the history of it. It's really just very, very pretty. Personally, I don't think one day is enough to see the historic side of Georgetown. No. I think you should sort of leave yourself enough time, see a few things, maybe go to Little India, have like authentic Indian cuisine, and maybe take a break and then go back the next day or the evening. And a nice little cafe, maybe for a coffee at some point. There's even a chocolate factory there that that's, you can visit. That's right. Uh, there's plenty of places. You can keep yourself busy, I think, for two days quite easily. For sure. Just walking around the area of Georgetown. And it's a nice enough area just to spend some time. You don't actually have to explore constantly. Mm. If you do find accommodation in the area, oh, there's acquaintance to the area that I think is quite um, enjoyable. And what makes Georgetown also quite special is that it was declared a UNESCO World Heritage Site since 2008. So there really is a lot of history That's there. Right. And it's being well preserved and looked after. This time when we were there, it coincided with the Georgetown Heritage Festival, which is an annual event. So if you in around July, I think it, it was, was July. July, that's definitely something you should consider. Mm. The festival there was very, um, oh, I don't know, I found it so positive. It was just, it wasn't overly busy or crazy and very it wasn't nice. false or made for tourists or only for the locals. It was such a great combination of locals and foreigners and everybody just enjoying it. Absolutely. Number two. Yeah. I wasn't initially super keen on this, but um, considering we had more time, it was a good opportunity to explore more of the island. And this one is Penang National Park. This is almost at the furthest point on Penang Island from Georgetown. I want That's to right. Say. You you keep in the driving up in a northerly direction past Botafaringi, and the road eventually spits you out into sort of a corner there. So like what's it? I don't know, my North, direction might be a bit off. west corner of, of, of the Penang. island. And it's quite a big area, actually, the national park. I was just about to say, it's quite a small park. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess it's all about perspective then. <laughs> the thing about the park is you can't drive in it. Yeah. So you can only access the park on foot. So you have to make your way to that part where the park entrance is. And from there on, you can explore the park by foot. Numerous hiking trails. And we... We've heard some reports that some of the trails are under construction or in poor condition. I mean, they're foresty type paths, mm. so they're not paved walkways. No. You're in nature, but for a nature path, I think they were pretty decent condition, as long as you're not expecting a paved smooth walkway. And considering that if there's a bit of rain, yep. there's a bit of washouts. Mm. And I would suggest if you do go to the National Park to hike, prepare yourself for a proper hike. Yes. Don't go there with your flip-flops. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you want decent shoes, you need mosquito insect repellent, yes. you need sunblock yes. and water. And a hat. And a hat. <laughs> Although there's a lot of shade around. It's um, very humid it's and hot. It's incredibly hot and humid. And if the path does spit you out somewhere in the open, it can be very mm. hot in the sun as well. Or a jungle trail or a nature trail, I think. The path was always clear as to where to go. Yes. Um, it was, yeah, it was We've good fun. heard that there are lots of snakes around that area, so one should exercise caution. Mm. We didn't spot any, but there were a number of hikers around the park that day. Mm. Check with the park office what routes are open, uh, otherwise uh, if you really set your on going somewhere specific, you can use a boat 
to go around the park from the ocean side. Well, that's the alternative. So within the park, obviously, there's numerous hikes and two of the destinations are really the two beaches of Monkey Beach and Pantai Cherat, Cherakut. Cherakut. And those two beaches are quite different, but it's not that easy to, within the same day, also get from one to the other because of the routes and the distances between them. But so, what you can do is get to one yes. beach and then take a boat from that beach to the other beach. Well, supposedly there's a path that gives you an option for a circle route, but when we were there, it was supposedly a problem with the one path. There was construction mm -hmm. or it was not accessible. You can also overnight in the park. As long as you just uh, go to the park, you buy a one overnight permit and you tell them which area you're going to be so they know that you're not going to get lost or something, then uh, you can actually overnight there. Mm. Just take lots of mosquito repellent would be my <laughs> advice. So our goal was pretty much to make it to uh, Pantacherakut where two, there were two things that we were interested in, or, or three, the beach itself. One bad thing is the beach itself is pretty, but the water is not appealing and you cannot swim at that specific beach because of the shape of the, the beach, so the water crashes onto the shore. Yeah, it's quite shore. aggressive waves mm. there, so they don't allow Technically swimming. speaking, you're not allowed to swim. And right? I think there's a little bit of an undercurrent yes. over there. Um, but it looks quite pretty. It's a lovely it's pretty. beach to just lie on the beach and relax, and there's not a lot of people That's right. there. But you also uh, can visit, for another reason, there's a, a turtle sanctuary. Yes, and we were lucky enough to get a couple of day-old little turtles there, and they were oh, so yes. cute. I mean, there's not a hell of a lot going on at the turtle sanctuary. But it's a nice place. It's free to visit also once you're in the park. And there's a bit of information there. And it's really exciting if you get to see little baby turtles. The other oddity there at um, Pantacharakut is something called the mnemonic. Mnemonic? Is uh, it mnemonic? Mnemonic. Meromatic. Meromatic. I was thinking about that, um, that movie with Keanu Reeves. Johnny Mnemonic. <laughs> Totally different. <laughs> totally. But almost equally as underwhelming. Meromictic. Meromictic. It's a meromictic. A meromictic ah, lake, right. which sounds really cool. And they describe it as this lake where you have both fresh water and sea or salt water. It is cool. But and if you're standing outside, you can see it. mix and you can see the various layers. I don't think you can see anything. And you can't see anything. And there's not a lot of water in it either. And no. it really was probably the most underwhelming lake I've ever seen. We've been to lakes like this before in the Philippines where you can actually feel it. Feel, you feel the heat difference, yes. and but this one is. is, is not you don't have a good vantage point. You yeah. literally just walk over a little bridge, and there's Looks a like puddle like of water mm -hmm. next to you. So you the one think? thing you'll find is as long, uh, the moment you approach the national park, boatsmen or boats uh, representatives will uh, approach you and try to sell a package to you where they say they're going to take you by boat to Monkey Beach. And then they'll leave you there, or they're going to take you to the further beach, Punta Charakut, and then Give you an get hour. you there. Uh, don't bother with that. It's normally a lot more expensive. You should be able to negotiate at any beach at any given time with a boatsman mm. for a much reduced rate. And you really shouldn't be paying more than like 20 ringgit per person yeah. for from 20. the far beached back to the PFR. That's right. We paid 20 a person. Yeah. And that was still, I think, a little bit too much, actually. Probably. You can negotiate uh, harder than that. But the, the organized ones are just almost 10 times the yeah. price. We were there off-season as well. It was in the peak season. Mm -hmm. And some people say, oh, what if you don't get a boat? And there was no shortage of boat no, drivers. You will always them. find yeah. somebody. And that's really the easiest way to just negotiate with them directly and right. get to where you want to go when you want to go there. And Monkey Beach also, we'd heard some bad things about there being too many monkeys and them stealing everybody's food and you can't leave your things lying around. But when we were there, it didn't look that bad. 
Um, the beach wasn't overrun by monkeys, but there's definitely a lot more people at Monkey Beach. Yeah, of course. From there, we'll move on to the nearby Batu Furingi. Number three on our list, Batu Furingi Beach and Night Market. Batu Furingi is the touristy spot in Penang. Yep, most people think, are there for two days. We'll see Georgetown and Batu Furingi. No, most people stay in Batu Furingi. Oh, so yes. Because all the resorts are out there. That's right. So most people actually stay in the Batu Furingi area. A lot of the resorts are there. And uh, I must be honest, I had higher expectations of the area per se because it is mostly resorts. You don't mm -hmm. get like a village feel or town feel at all. It's a long stretch of road just with the one resort after the other. And then there's one section sort of on the roadside from where Botafringa Beach is where you'll find shops and more like uh, touristy shops. Touristy also. shops, yes. That whole road lining the beach, both beachside and across from it, is pretty much set up for tourists. The beach itself is quite a long beach and wide and uh, if you, and it's, I think it's, it was quieter than I expected. There's mm. certain pockets it's where it's quite beach. busy. You'll see a typical Malaysian style, there's sections where water sports are sort of the dominant um, theme mm -hmm. and at Botifaringi, I think they split the beach into like four sections, and every section has its own area where vendors supply services like jet ski rentals and parasailing, and yeah, and, and it's noisy as well. You can imagine people with boats and jet skis. Uh, the the water itself isn't great either. Well, I don't think it was that great. There are areas which are cordoned off for swimming, so you can swim safely and not, hopefully not get run over by a jet ski. But in terms of the water quality, it wasn't that appealing. No. It's warm, and no, I, I think, think it's should... a sandy bottom, but it's not sparkly clear. But sure. the beach is lovely to walk up and down or to hang out on the beach. It's sandy. There's plenty of vendors there to be able to get drinks or ice cream, things like that. And then at night, you can move up to the road parallel to the beach, basically, and go and explore the night market, which is unlike most Malaysian night markets. This one's actually a clothing and... A tourist trinkets night market, not a food night market. Yes. Very, very tourist orientated um, and pretty much only tourists walking up and down and negotiating, buying a couple of t-shirts, things like that. Our real highlight in that area was actually the Long Beach Cafe. There's, I think it's more than one of these food court areas. You'll find it all over Penang, similar style places. But the Long Beach Cafe was quite nice. Sort of an indoor area with a bunch of um, vendors selling different types of food. And you pretty much just sit down at a table and then order a drink or two and then just pick the store that you like most and they'll bring the food to you. So it's quite cool. And such a large variety of food. Yeah, and we were there more than once. And drinks, yeah, are so mm. well priced. The one highlight of Botifaringi is make it there for sunset and you'll probably get the best sunset of Penang by yep, far. Definitely. If you guys are interested, uh, you can check out we have a YouTube video which is not super boring which tells you a little bit more about our experience at the National Park. We hiked the National Park and also we walked on Botafrica Beach and we saw sunset there for mistake. Yes, we've got some beautiful drone footage there actually mm -hmm. of the sunset on Botafrica Beach. And I think it ends with us at the night market as well, enjoying some local food. Number four, Penang Botanical Gardens. Free to access, yes. very popular with sort of the people that live close to that area because it's very convenient if you want to go for a walk after, after work, uh, go for a hike or a, or a jog or something. Lovely little running paths. It's not as level as you think it is, sort of situated mm -hmm, on the slopes of Penang Hill. It is definitely, definitely well worth visiting. I think it's one of the things that's very quiet for, I mean, it's not, uh, it's more for the locals yes. than for tourists. Not a lot of tourists There's actually know about tourists, it. No, I think a lot of people go there for a picnic in the mm. day. 
And it's quite peaceful. If you do go there, watch out. There's lots of monkeys around. Oh, yes. We saw what? The macaques? Macaques. Yeah, and lots also of the dusky langurs. Langurs, yeah. The yes. langurs, you got to get lucky to see the langurs, but they do hang out there. And there's lots of monitor lizards and birds. And it's, it's well worth going there if you can combine it with another uh, site in the vicinity or if you plan to maybe uh, hike there. up Penang Hill from that mm. site. From the, the botanical gardens, there's also a place where you can get a ride up the so-called jeep track to the top of Penang Hill. You can also walk from there along the road, which is not the best way to walk up to the top. But unfortunately, because of these jeeps that really race jeeps past and trucks you. that race up that and down that hill it's not the most fun experience there's better better routes to actually hike up botanical gardens as well worth a visit definitely i would say so it was established from an old quarry sites interestingly enough in oh, 1884 yes and it's now actually home to the waterfall which you can't access because it's part of the waterworks that ties into the nearby and next door penang waterfall hill temple which is our number five Aromigu Balatandayo Tupani. Wow, that was good. <laughs> I've been practicing. You've definitely been practicing that. My advice would be go check out this temple. Don't go in the middle of the day. It's incredibly hot. Go early morning or late afternoon. If you want to visit, the, the site never close. It's a, a Hindu site. You just won't be able to access the actual inside of the temple during a certain time of the day. It's quite an extended period, it's like from 11 to 3 or something. I but can't remember. there's two reasons to not go during 11 and 3. Well, One, not hot. to have access, and two, because it's so hot. hot. Because to get to this temple, you need to walk up a hill first, and then you need to climb 513 stairs to get to the top. If, if you want to go early in the morning, you'll get a better view of the, of the bay, um, mm -hmm. because it gets a bit hazy late afternoons. The, the, also, depending on the time of the year, you have to remember that the view isn't always as good as it can be, but you will get a nice view from there. It is a beautiful view. It's mm. worth the climb going all the way to the top. Absolutely. And the temple itself is pretty impressive. You know, you see it almost from everywhere on that part of Penang, Georgetown area. And while we're talking about hiking, I would like to mention that our point number six, Penang Hill, is a site that, yes, we recommend as one of the top 10 things to do, but we really recommend that you hike up to Penang Hill if you are fit and able and enthusiastic enough to do so because we have been up before with the funicular which is obviously the quick and easy way to get up to the top but this time we decided to take a hike all the way up and it was stunning it was really the highlight it's so much the whole going up there the hike is the fun part and we actually wish we'd hiked back down again and not taken the funicular down i remember you complained the whole way up I only complained for the last three hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long hike. <laughs> I've got a bit of a love-hate uh, relationship with Penang Hill. To be honest, I hesitate to recommend going to the top just for the sake of it. Mm, I have because to agree. It's, although it's like this quintessential thing you're supposed to have to do, it seems to have deteriorated a little bit into an absolute tourist trap. And the, the vernacular rides itself the queues can be long and you can literally wait for hours to get onto them. And the ride itself is so short, you don't really get that much of no. a view. I mean, if you ask me, the view from the top of Penang Hill or the view from the Waterfall Temple are almost better. equal. Yeah. It's, exactly. Especially except if, there's no people at the temple. So if you want to go up and just check it out for yourself, 
a good alternative would be to hike up mm -hmm. or like you mentioned earlier take the jeep ride up yes maybe Even that's that, a better I way i think would be a adventurous in a way way of doing it but without having to have the physical activity of climbing it might still Just, be cheaper as well yes and bear in mind the top is incredibly touristy and they're very che cheesy. cheesy kind of attractions mm, there cheesy. so Yes, bear that in mind, but the hike is stunning. We started from the Moon Gate, just outside of the Botanical Gardens. And I can't even remember how long it took us. I mean, there's many, many different routes and paths. So we also split off original paths and went through a different section. I didn't see anybody really for hours, um, but yes. If, <laughs> if, you want to, if you want to see the alternative side of Penang Hill, Go, go and have a hike. And if you want to get an idea of what that hike looks like, we have got a YouTube video on that as well. Yeah. So go and check out that well, video. Well, I highly recommend it. Number seven. This is one that we really like and that oh. we're really good at. Eat local food at a night market. Well, yes, eat local food. That's what we really excel. We're really good at. Yeah, look, the thing is all around, and it's a Malaysian thing, but Penang specifically has got a very interesting uh, local food scene and there's no shortage of food markets. They also do these food courts we spoke about earlier, like in Botafarengi, but you also get um, outdoor versions of it. All around Georgetown area Georgetown and the rest area. of Penang. There's a lot of local ones, it's sort of more got an Indian influence as well. And then along Gurney Drive, there's a few more well-known as well. The, I think the best known one is probably uh, the Gurney Drive Hawker area, which yeah, is right at the top there where the Paragon Mall is. We were very close to them, so that's where we ended up most of the time. Well, there was one just below us as well, also, which right. I actually liked more. Mm. I, I can't recall the name of that one. It was a lot quiet. There was a beautiful view from there. Right on the water. Food variety is hit and miss every now and then. You don't exactly know which stores are going to be open and closed, and some days are busier than other days. Keep in mind that uh, most of these food areas, there is a bit of a, a jostling for seating areas, and a lot of the, the, the vendors mess you around a bit so make sure that because they only allow you to, to, to sit at a specific table so just double check where you're allowed to sit unless you uh, order food from them uh, unless you go to a food court where it doesn't really matter where you sit as long as you have a drink which is actually a better way yeah we've got an article on our website we've got two in fact one on the malaysian cuisine oh yeah and one on desserts in malaysia and there's also a really cool youtube video which of we us shot there. trying yes yeah. in penang where we tried i can't remember how many know. it's well Too over many. 25 different sweet, sweet desserts from the gurney drive hawker center so if you want to see what really those desserts are like, it was more. <sighs> and they were so good. Here and there, well, there was an odd one that didn't quite do it for us. But honestly, we ate far too much yeah. food and desserts while we were in Penang. Yeah, that's one of the, the bad things of our stay in Penang. I think we just sampled to be. But you know what? There's a few local specialities which is really nice. Uh, the, the ones that are well known is like char kuai tio, which is a, sort of a Chinese uh, noodle dish. But I must say, we haven't had a bad meal generally speaking there. No, we so ate plenty of really you, you really have to get out of the restaurants and go to the markets and mm -hmm. try a few things. And a fraction of the price and really nice fresh food. Yeah, absolutely. Lovely. Okay, number eight is the top, the top, at Penang Komtar Tower. Now, the Komtar Tower is it actually stands for the complex Tunku Abdul Rahman. And it's currently Penang's tallest skyscraper. Well, this is a 
old building. Yes. I it, think it was it built was, in the 70s. It was, and then it was renovated. I think it is in 2013. And they added a few floors to it. Yes, they added a few floors and then added, of course, the entertainment or the yeah. touristy part of it. So it was quite funny is that when you approach the building at the bottom, it's really old and dilapidated almost in a way. And the shops at the bottom are very old school style. And then when you go up to the top, it's this modern, modern area. Sort of entertainment area. And with the entertainment. They even got a like a dinosaur park at the top. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the attractions are the of course, you know, everything has to be the best. So it's the highest glass skywalk in Malaysia, and that they call the Rainbow Skywalk. And then they also have the world's highest rope course, where you get to walk <laughs> around the exterior of the skyscraper on the 65th floor, and that's called the gravities. So if you're really running out of ideas, you can go to the Comtar and go to the top and go ex do all these extreme things and pet the dinosaur. Yes, you will uh, get some good adrenaline, but you'll need some deep pockets because the entrance fees are rather steep yeah, in comparison steep. with everything else I agree. around Penang. I agree. If nothing else, go down to Komtar. It's quite a cool experience just to check out the, the old building. And there's lots of uh, old school style shops still in the bottom and uh, even some, some food options, mm. to be honest. And right next door, there's a modern mall again. No shortage of malls in that area. Yeah. Okay, so number nine might be part of your Georgetown tour, but sometimes people sort of miss out on it. It's the Chinese clan jetties. Yeah, the reason we wanted to put this as a separate item is that many people just skip past this one because it's just a little bit mm. out of the walking zone in Georgetown. It's really not far, but some people miss out on it. And it's something that's different. It's not just another little block or something similar or another piece of street art. This is something special. The, there's more than one of these so-called clan jetties. They built their, their accommodation on stilts, so to speak, and they tend to cluster around their sort of their family associations so these old uh, jetties still exist some of them have been made more accessible to mm. tourists and some of them or the most popular ones has become a little bit touristy so to speak yeah some of the owners have changed it or have in front of their houses put a little shop front where so, you can buy a couple of either snacks or some trinkets but it still gives you a great glimpse back in time almost as to the way they did live and the way that they are still living, living today. Well, this is the thing. Uh, if you sort of avoid the touristy one or two, you can walk past, you'll find smaller ones that pretty much just look the way they used to. Mm. People still sitting there, fixing their fishing nets and old old guys shooting the breeze and yeah, you can get a good feel for it. It makes it a little bit awkward because you feel like you're intruding in someone's personal space. So I would say if you do venture in there, just be... Just be respectful and wary of where you walk and, and don't be loud and uh, make sure that you ask permission if you take photos. Now remember, these are people's homes. Exactly. But it is definitely well worth seeing. So check, check it out. This very, this, I think these jetties pretty much are close to the ferry ports. That's right. Yeah. And while you're there, you can also grab a snack to eat at the jetty at the ferry ports. There's always good, cheap local snacks there. And the last one, number 10, is the Penang Tajung Bunga Floating Mosque. <laughs> Not sure I got that name right, but the Penang Floating Mosque. Well, nobody knows where we are. <laughs> this floating mosque is not something I would say you should go out of your way to get to. But if you are traveling from Georgetown to the north to Bata Ferengi or from Bata Ferengi down south to Georgetown, it's well worth stopping along the way. 
you pretty much you drive right, past, right it, eh? past it whether yeah. you're on the bus it costs you the same if you just quickly stop off maybe it costs you a ring or two more mm -hmm. and you can stop right at the outside of the floating mask and it's beautiful it's a special location of where the mask has been rebuilt after the old mask was um, damaged by the tsunami in 2004 and not only the architecture of it, but the location on the water, just it makes for a very different visit. It's I think it's really the location. So if it's high tide, the mosque is completely um, surrounded by water. It's actually built on stilts over the water. Uh, what makes it really nice is that the mosque, it's this big open areas and when the doors are open, you get the sea breeze coming right through it. And when we stopped by, the people, they were very welcoming and friendly. They uh, wanted to talk to us and tell us about the history of the building. And they, 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 they gave us some um, more appropriate garments. Outer garments, yes. Mm -hmm. Remember, it is a mask, so dress respectfully. But uh, even if you are dressed respectfully, they will give you your outer garments to put on to be able to go into the mask as long as there's no prayer press, in progress. So, so. And they encouraged us to, to explore it a little further and it was really quite cool. So yeah, it's, it's a nice little side trip for sure, especially if you're on your way to Botafringi. Yeah, and it really an makes for incredibly beautiful pictures. Yes, and there's even a tiny little beach nearby that's worth just walking to to get a different perspective Absolutely. of the mosque. Was that number 10? And that was number 10. So wow. there you have it, our top 10 things of what to do in Penang. Yes. If you want to hear more about Penang and I'll stay there, listen to episode 36 on our going to Penang. And our next episode is going to be our budget report on Penang. So if you're curious as to what it costs to spend a month in Penang, then listen to keep tuned for our next episode. There's only one problem. You'll have to spend a month in Penang to... Stick to our costs. <laughs> right. We'll give you a good indication of, of what things cost and if you had to do it slower or faster than we did. All right. And if you want more information, as always, you will find us at wewillnomad.com and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Ciao.